Hey, it's Richard here. Uh, there are a couple of audio issues on this episode of We're Not Wizards that happened due to circumstances beyond our control. Um, we decided to run with it because it was still an excellent little chat that we had with David and we hope that the um, that, that doesn't put you off too much. Um, but sit back, relax and enjoy the show. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of We're Not Wizards. My name's Richard. I'll be your host this evening. And uh, joining me tonight is a gentleman by the name of David Newton. Now, we've spoken about David Newton quite a few times because recently he kickstarted a game called Temp Worker Assassins. And at the time, me and a gentleman by the name of Sam Turner spoke about it. And then we've been keeping a kind of a track on the campaign as it went, and it was successfully funded. And then later on, well, a couple of weeks ago, myself and the wonderful Paddy Smith actually had an in-depth conversation about Temp Worker Assassins. So joining me tonight is David Newton. Hello, David. Hello there. Are you well? I am, yes. Thanks for having me on. No, I'm delighted to have you on. This is kind of like being... It's almost like I've been speaking to um, all of your family before I've actually been speaking to you, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I've been listening. It's been nice. So, thank you. So, yeah, so um, we've kind of been bigging you up. Um, but um, this is to talk about you, because you have not had your chance in the spotlight, and uh, we thought it was time to actually get you on and have a chat. And we've been having kind of conversations back and forward on Facebook for, um, I think it was it when the car- when the campaign kind of started up. Yeah, I think, yeah. um, which was a long, t- which is a, a long time ago now. Um, now, for anybody that's not listened to us before, the reason that we do this is because there's quite simply there's not enough podcasts about board games. Um, uh, there isn't, because I've checked. Um, uh, there definitely isn't, so you don't have to check either. And the other reason that we do this is, well, I'd like to tell you, but I'd probably have to kill you. Because um, <laughs> that's the theme of tonight. It's all about temporary working, and it's all about assassinations. But before we dive into that, um, what we like to do uh, is to have a little chat about how people actually got involved in the cardboard wonder um, so, Dave, do you want to? Um, I mean, first of all, thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, no Secondly, do you want to tell us a little bit about your kind of your history with the old destroyed trees, basically? <laughs> um, yeah, well, hopefully, I haven't destroyed uh, too many trees, but um, <laughs> yeah, I've been um, playing board games. Oh, since I, since I was a teenager, since I was at university, and um, uh, yeah, so I, I started playing. Um, uh, let's say when I was. Uh, 
at university. Um, uh, I think Magic the Gathering hooked me originally, and then um, ever since then, um, since I moved to Manchester, I joined a, a local um, sort of board gaming uh, sort of uh, group and at uh, Fanboy Three, and um, yeah, been playing ever since. So yeah, I just absolutely uh, yeah, just adore board games. So what's um, <clears throat> out of the stuff that you're playing? Is there anything? I mean, you've mentioned Magic. Which is one of the games that we don't mention because we don't like magic because of Brian Wade, and he's getting a shout out this week because we've not given Brian Wade abuse for some time. Um, but I mean, in terms of um, card games and stuff like that, is there any other games that you've that you would say have kind of you picked up in your kind of your history that you really really enjoy that's kind of influenced what you did with Temp Worker Assassins? Yeah, so there's been a, a number of games. So um, uh, Dominion was the first uh, sort of card game um, or deck building game uh, that I played, and um, I played several expansions of that. And that's a, a truly fabulous game. That's it's one of my all-time favourite um, deck building games. Um, like worker placement games, like um, Agricola, Caverna, or uh, Lords of Waterdeep, etc. Um, yeah, yeah, they're, they're um, uh, you know some of my favourites as well. Okay. Um, is there anything that you've you've played? Well, do, okay, let's backtrack a bit. Dominion, because one of the things we like to do at We're Not Wizards is we like to kind of introduce people to the concept of games that they haven't played or maybe haven't touched or even considered before because it's one of these main staples that people hear about and there's a lot of assumption that people know what it's about. But for the, you know, for the peeps listening at home just now, what is Dominion about? Um, Dominion is um, essentially um, trying to buy as much land as you possibly can. Um, um, You start off with um, just some small uh, coppers in your deck and um, a few estates. And um, each turn you you start off with, um, you draw a a new hand of five cards. And you you use the money in your hand to buy um, like a village or um, a, a festival and then that goes in your deck, and then you can use that to um, acquire more and more um, uh, uh, cards, which eventually um, allow you to buy um, uh, provinces and uh, estates and things like that, which give you victory points at the end of the game. So it's um, a relatively simple concept, but it's um, but the strategies are, are very very deep in that game. It's, it's very it's very well created. Have you got your own set of Dominion? I've got yeah, I've got um, uh, the base game, um, seaside and um, prosperity. Oh, cool. Okay, okay, okay. So when when did you start playing with that? Was that was was that one of the first games that you got your hands on? That was probably yeah. That was probably um, one of the first games. Um, I uh, one of probably what I'd class as a modern board game. Um, mm. You know, um, and. Uh, yeah, no, I, I I just didn't do anything for two days since somebody introduced <laughs> that. It was that's all I wanted to do. Um, you know. Is it like a world of World of Warcraft type scenario where you were just like locked into a room? With I suppose you were probably locked in a room with a group of people, which can either be a good thing or a bad experience depending on where you are. But you yeah. just play it two days solid. Uh, yeah, so, so the first <laughs> I was um, playing till like, I think something like two or three in the morning, um, and then oh. I had to go to work. <laughs> really? All right. So it wasn't even like student days. It was kind of like, it was kind of like, oh, well, we can get one more game in. It was. What time is it? What time is it? It's uh, 
It's only half past one. Ah, half past one. Come on. Nine o'clock. It's fine. I can just sneak it's in a little past. Uh, and then you did that. You do that justification. Where you say, "Well, if I go to bed in half an hour, I can still get four and a half hours sleep, which is better than nothing." Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, if I drive to work, I can squeeze out another game. You know, it's uh, it was one of those. Um, and then as soon as I, I finish work, I was straight round to my friend's house and for for, an, for another for another session. Um, and, yeah, no, I think I collapsed after that. Um, did you um, go to any support groups to talk to people about um, your kind of issues with Dominion, your Dominion problem, and uh, how they, how other people could overcome it? Because it sounds like you got in quite, quite deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, no, I, I, I really wish there was a support group, something perhaps, um, some, something that can wean me off. Um, to, to maybe you know, a, a, you know, a smaller card game, you know, and maybe in a community hall or something like that, you just stand up and you say, um, "I've um, I've got two base games, and I've got all the expansions, and I've got a copy of all the expansions, and they are sealed, and they're in my cupboard, and nobody's allowed to even look at them, kind of thing." But um, I mean, Dominion's, I mean, it's card game. I mean, it sounds like worker placement and the kind of the card games were your kind of game of choice. I mean, is that in your kind of your history? Is that kind of the ones that you've always kind of been drawn to? Um, yeah. So I mean, the, the, my two favourite um, mechanics, um, and um, yeah. So I, 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 anything in which um, I get to uh, place a guy on, a, on a, an action space is, is normally something that I'm happy doing. I'll play that okay. all day long. So yeah, so th- those are my two favourite mechanics, and that's um, that's why I started um, playing uh, Temple Worker Assassins because I wasn't aware of a, a game that um, combined both of them really. So um, I-, I just wanted to uh, just see if one existed, couldn't find one, so I, I thought I'd have a go at uh, creating one. Do you? I mean, have you got anything that you're playing at the moment that you like to get to the table on a regular basis, or have? His temp work assassins, temp worker assassins, just kind of taken over your life for the last couple of years. Um, yeah, so um, luckily my my play group are, are are a lovely group of people, and um, they're always willing to um, play test something that I'm working on before we um, uh, play another game on on a game night. So we meet most Fridays. Um, okay, what are you playing? Are you played anything recently that's kind of grabbed your that's kind of grabbed you by the tail feathers and made you smile? Yeah, that's an interesting um, analogy. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's the worst one, and I'm going to edit it out through absolute shame. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking. No, but anything yet? Yeah, seriously, any kind of games that you've you've been playing recently that have kind of, um, you know, you've thoroughly enjoyed? Yeah. So um, uh, one of my friends um, really loves Japanese themed um, games. And, uh-huh. uh, and every year I try and get him um, uh, something that that um, uh, that he would like. So this year I bought him Lotus. Um, All right, uh, okay. Uh, which is um, oh, it's, it's such an aesthetically pleasing game. Um, so we had a quick game last Friday because. Um, we're currently playing all the games that we got for Christmas that we haven't had time to play. I'm in the same situation myself, so it's, it's all fine. But um, what's Lotus about? What do you do in it? So, um, Lotus, you, you start off with um, a selection of um, 
flower petals and the aim of the game is to make a complete flower and if you do you gain uh, the, the points and some are you know easy to make and, and um, some only require three petals some require seven so uh, each turn um, you uh, can either uh, play I think it's up to two petals on an individual flower um, or you know you can draw cards and do other things um, and but the, the way that you place flowers is um, you you place them in like a star formation so if you imagine like a, a card um, mm. like a normal playing card and you, you place it down and then somebody else will play it on it but slightly turn so like a clock um, and then you actually make like a, a flower from the petals that you put down it's um, a, but it, it's a very it really looks really nice so I really enjoyed playing that I'm actually I'm looking at it um I'm looking at images on it just now and the it's um it's quite the artwork is quite watercolor kind of based. Yeah, um, but the graphics on it are it's as you say that the the kind of the cards are weird because you don't you don't have a direct um <clears throat> you don't seem to have like a direct angle on the flowers. You you are making petals. And you're quite right. It is almost like making a card it's like making a, a a kind of a flower out of cards. It's very, very, very pretty looking. Um, so, how many times have you played that? Did you get quite a lot of games of that? Um, no, no. no. <laughs> we we um, have a tendency just to play um, one game and then uh, move on on a, a particular game night. So, um, but I'm, I'm the type of person that gets horribly addicted to games, and we'll just sit there and play twenty games after a row if if anybody will. Um, you know, play with me. <laughs> <laughs> and what's the last game that you got horrifically addicted to, apart from obviously Dominion? Oh wow! Um, like um, Alien Frontiers. Um, oh right, okay. Dice rolling in space. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I've, 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 I invited you know like several different friends around um, every night to try and play that when I when I started playing that. That was. Um, yeah, and I really enjoyed playing that one as well. Something about is it just like hard? Do you just go a hundred percent hardcore when you're kind of playing? It's like nope, stop, don't let anybody out. Um, occasionally, occasionally, like yeah, there's sometimes there's just like a game that I just love playing and I just can't stop playing. So um, yeah, that's very cool. That's very cool. Um, with okay, so you're you're deciding on a game, so. Let's talk about the genesis of um, Temp Worker Assassins, because it's the reason why we're here. Now, I've got a few questions in my head that I want to ask you about, and I've probably been meaning to ask you for some time now, because um, we... It's, you said, like, on the bio, on the site, you've said that you, you were this was in the making for three years. Yeah. Which in board in board game time probably is about maybe a little bit longer than some, but it's probably about average. So, where did you first get where did you first get the inspiration for Temp Worker Assassins? Where did that come from? Oh right, okay. So um, I, I, I suppose the mechanics came from I was talking to one of my friends in a car, and I was just throwing some ideas around that I really wish that there was a a deck building worker placement game out there. Um, and then, um, so just talking it through with him and then went home and started throwing ideas around. And then um, one day I was, I was at work um, and it was after a, a particularly heavy uh, night out. Um, 
there's like an office party and a joint birthday or something like that. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hang in a bit. Uh, I wasn't. I was really good. I, I went out and had like two Coca Colas and and like was like, in bed for half eight. <laughs> were you like were you like the annoying one that came breezing into the office? Morning. Yeah, like skipping in with like donuts. You know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I got you a coffee and I got you some really loud music. <laughs> it, was, it was yeah, that's quite accurate. Um, um, I mean, everybody just started crawling in and and um, was was feeling a little bit worse for wear and. Um, I started sort of thinking about office zombies and 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 everything like that. And um, oh, right, okay. So so that's sort of um, so the off, that's the typing pool zombie was the, the first idea that I I, I, I came around and um, there was um, at, at the time there was um, uh, like a stationary amnesty I guess where there was just like asking for anybody who had old folders or anything like that because they were doing a big recycling drive. Um, yeah. And and. Um, I, I said, all, you know, all these, uh, like, you know, old folders and things like that are perfect for, you know, making prototypes for games. There's cards and there's paper and everything like that. So I, so I asked nicely if, if I could have some, and this obviously said yes. And that's how I got the idea of um, stealing, is a, is a bad word, acquiring stationery. <laughs> theft, David. It's called theft. There's, there's, not a lot, there's not a lawyer in the land that would get you off. Um, yeah, if anybody from work is listening, I'd just like to say that it was, you know, everything was above board and everything like that, and it was going to be recycled, and I, I did use it, so... Yeah. <laughs> Sign stuff in triplicate. <laughs> By Mr. S. Cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> so you actually physically had stuff, and you went, all right, so we've, I've kind of liberated this from the, um, from the admin oppressors of our office. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, viva la, la revolution! Absolutely, and, the worst and, revolution in history. Um. <laughs> and you decided, right? I'm going to make something. I'm going to take a negative thing, and I'm going to turn it into something positive. Yeah, that, that was essentially it. Yeah. So you had all this material, and then did you just run home, and then start making stuff, or what? What happened next? Um, yeah. So um, yeah, I, I, I got home, um, and um, I. Started um, like just creating a, a deck of stationary cards. So I started like drawing, like you know, scissors and, and rulers on on a, on, a, on, a, on some card. Um, and then I thought, okay, this is a deck. And then I started thinking, okay, so what do I use with these? If I, if I'm killing, them? So, so I started searching the internet for like sort of clip art of like I don't know like a zombie typing or a, you know a, an elf doing paperwork or something like that to see if there's a, anything to find and then um, yeah made a very very rough and ready prototype and, and took it from there really and then it's just been playtesting and, and tweaking and ever since But where's the fantasy setting coming up? Because that was the thing that kind of because when I first because I went okay when I first read it I went okay this could be quite cool it could be you're just going into an office full of like people that are really quite not very nice, and then I started to to see the pictures of the art, and I was like zombies and um, <clears throat> giants and um, elementals, and I mean, <clears throat> what made you decide to take it down the fantasy office route? Like there's a fantasy office, but the fantasy office route instead of kind of like the, I guess kind of keeping it kind of. A foundation in kind of real life. 
Yeah, so I wanted the game to be sort of light-hearted and fun and um, not to be taken too seriously. And So I, I, I didn't want to, like, you know, encourage actual murder. Um, I didn't want that on my conscience. Um, you know, I have to sleep at night. So. I suppose that he's actually killed his boss. Why? Well, is that game over there? I mean, yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to live with that. No, um, yeah, but, but yeah, so I, I thought. I, I mean, I, I thought the the idea of um, like stealing stationery and using it as makeshift weapons. Um, I thought if it, it just doesn't sound like a, a real life situation, so I thought I'd make it a bit more fanciful, and um, and it just sort of um, just sort of fit. I'll throw a few ideas around, and that just like just seemed to work. So, um, how long were you in? the how long did it take to you to get from kind of like the normal kind of white pieces of paper and little cubes and stuff like that, which, you know, isn't in every kind of game designer's cupboard, to kind of having something that you were playing with your friends? How long was the gestation period? Um, yeah, it was only like um, less than a month um, before I had a, um, a, a prototype uh, that I was willing to, you know, share with friends and have, have a play around with. Um, I, I think it takes very little time to get a game 60% done, but it takes years to get the other 40%. <laughs> I think I've heard, I mean, some people get lucky with kind of like the first iteration of the game and what the final iteration of the game is. I think there's a lot of people that run their Kickstarters which are kind of, they're putting out a game they, they're they're ha- they're happy with, but it's not necessarily, as you say, the kind of the original. It's pretty close to what they had envisaged, but it's maybe not kind of... Oh yeah, these are, yeah, a big change. You saw the, the final version, I mean it had a board, there was money you could steal from a kitty, um, so there was other components as well, like, um, so there was, um, uh, yeah, so there, there was, there was a lot of different, different versions of the game, um, and it, it took, um, yeah, it took years to get right, and then there was, you know, blind playtesting and sending it off for official reviews and that sort of thing, so, um, yeah, it was, um, it was, it was um, a lot of work, but it was, uh, very rewarding and a lot of fun. How difficult was? I mean, you've got like you said, you had a board. So was it? Was that a conscious decision, or was that something that was kind of like had to get removed in a kind of a kicking and screaming kind of conversation? Because I imagine that's a massive component to get rid of as part of a game. Is you know, as you have a conversation about, do we have, do you know, do we have this size size of card, or do we have bigger sizes of card? And I think getting rid of a board is a is a pretty big kind of game changer for I guess for a lot of things was that um, yeah no that's, that's, that's a really good question so um, I originally um, when I first created it the, the office that you went in was static you know it was just a board um, mm. and uh, it didn't really change um, uh, you know uh, you, you just you know you, there was the game and you just played it um, so there was no sort of replayability so what I wanted to do was um, uh, so I've moved them into just departments, so you actually create the board yourself using the cards. Um, so you create like a three by three office using um, the different department cards, and there's um, uh, thirty five, sorry, thirty two uh, different cards you can choose from. <laughs> yeah, so, sorry, there, there are starting departments to be fair, and uh, yeah, there are yeah, thirty two yeah. random departments, and you choose five of them. So there's, um, I did the maths once, and there's over two hundred thousand different combinations you can have on a to set up so um 
it's uh, no no two games are, are alike. So that's one of the, the it was a conscious decision to make the game modular rather than static. Um, let's talk about Adam. Yes. Where where did you get him from? Did you just I mean was it lucky? Did you dig a pit pit and cover it with branches or something like that? Because his artwork. Oh, it's good. Isn't really, it? really makes the game. Yeah, no, I, I cannot sing his praises um, enough. Um, yeah, no, I, I luckily I used to live with Adam. I went to university with him. Um, so um, uh, yeah, so um, we was both at Lancaster, and and so you know we just kept in touch. And um, I said, you know, um, you're an artist, and I, I, I've got a project. You want to you know work together and see see what happens? And yeah, he's uh, done such an amazing job. Um, I, th- I think one of the main things that really works is he also plays games. So when it came to things like laying out the rules or uh, you know where to put action spaces on cards and and that sort of thing, he he already got a lot of that. So um, it was just absolutely a joy working with him. Because the stuff, I mean, the imagination that's gone into a lot of the artwork is it's really 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 good. And it was, I know it's definitely a, a it was definitely something that. You know, me and Paddy talked about it. Was something that me and um, Sam Turner kind of spoke about as well, and it was something that was like just seeing the artwork itself was, you know, it's it's eh, have a look, guys. If you listen to this, go and check out the site and just have a look at some of Adam's work because it is very, very good. Has he done anything else at all? I mean, has this helped? Has he looked at doing any other games at all? As far as you're aware, of? is is he an, is he like an illustrator for a living, or does he he do something else? He's um uh he's got a got a got a day job but um he's he's worked mainly in comic books. All right, okay. So he's um he did a uh, did a wonderful um uh children's um uh picture book storybook um did all the art for that called Where's My Shrug Off um and it's um a, a Cthulhu based children's book um which is really? really good yeah yeah check it out. Oh, you'll need to give us the link to that so we can put it in the show notes because that we have to get <laughs> word that like that out there. No, it's just I mean it's it's um I've actually I've got the box kind of in front of me, and I mean it's just everything from the kind of even the zombie pool workers that probably do look like your colleagues after that kind of heavy night out kind of no coffee kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> I mean, all the way to kind of like, was it you've got the, I'm just going to, well, you you know, the different characters, just have a look at the art, buy the game for goodness sake, let's, you know, treat yourself. But, um, okay, but that did lead to a kind of a comment that I made in the podcast that, <laughs> that, that you, um, did you, I mean, did you feel, did you think about kind of making the cards a bigger size then to kind of show off what, um, you know more of the artwork itself because it's a good it's a really really good handy sized kind of game and it fits all nice and snugly in the box but you could easily take it away with you in a much smaller bag if you wanted to so did the did you think about having bigger card sizes for the artwork um yeah so i mean that's so uh, yeah, that's a really interesting question. So, um, I, I guess it's just a balance between, like you say, um, getting it into one small box, and um, as a first Kickstarter, it was just something that. Um, uh, but I'd love to do a, a deluxe version of the game one day, you know, um, and 
have you know bigger cards and you know things like that. So absolutely, yeah. Was it a conscious decision to have to I take it? Obviously, the the bigger cards mean bigger budgets and bigger production costs and stuff like that. Um, I, I, I think it was more sort of um, more sort of simplicity, really. Uh-huh. Um, uh, okay. So it, it was um, easier to design and uh, easier to to make, really. Um, so it, yeah, the, the, there's lots of things that I'd, I'd love to done. I'd love to have done, um, give, given um, you know an infinite budget and infinite time. But um, okay, well, that's an interesting question then. If if there was anything that you could change. Or even two things that you could change about the kind of the current version of Temp Worker Assassins that's out there. Is there anything that you would like to see slightly differently? From a personal point of view, obviously, that you would like to see maybe you would do slightly differently? Um, yeah, so I mean, I mean uh, like I said, big, bigger cards for the, um, for the targets would be um, one of them. The second one, I'd really love to do, you know, the department cards that you make the office? Yes. Um, I would really like to make those three D, like in, in like in wood. Um, so 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 the department cards are look like in, you're actually building a three dimensional office space, um, and so uh, or, or like or like on, on wooden, like a wooden base. So oh, right, yeah, okay. so it's like a raised office, something like that. So it's something you would put the cards on top of in order to kind of make a little kind of mini, a mini office block kind of thing. Replace the departments with like wooden blocks. So really, or, or, or like you know, like um, in um, have you played like Small World? Yes. Yeah. So do you know the um um uh the the, the races you can select? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're on nice little kind of top. Yeah. 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 So I'd like, to, like that, yeah. I'd like to make the departments out of that. So so that you actually make a physical like sort of wooden or or, or chipboard board uh, office. Um, oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, I think I think that that, that that would be really nice. But then you're you're you know you're yeah that, that's obviously increasing production costs there, and I want to try and get it as as cheap as possible for everybody without cutting on quality. So when you had the um, when you done your po- prototype, when Adam kind of got involved and was drawing everything, and you had a final version, did you? What made you decide Kickstarter? I mean, did you approach publishers first of all to see if they would take up the game, or was the plan to always was the plan to always hip Kickstarter from the off? Yeah, so um, uh, I approached a, a couple of game uh, games companies and uh, had a few discussions, but um, I, I think we just wanted um, uh, because we've been working on it for so long, um, we just wanted to, to to keep it ours, and and um, uh, it's. Um, I guess working on something for for such a long period of time, um, we just wanted to release it ourselves. I guess so. Um. Okay, okay, and so you go out. I mean, I mean, it must have been over a well. You go out to put it on Kickstarter. Um, was there a plan? Did you have marketing plans? Did you, you know, um, obviously it sounded like you were getting it kind of out and about and, and try to get people to actually sit down and play the game as, you know, as Sam Turner said, you know, you just, you kind of turned up beside his table and said, would you like to play a game? But not like Frozen. Yes. But that would have been cool though, eh? You would have got like, but you probably would have then been surrounded by kind of like seven and eight year old kids what are you to sing something else. So that wouldn't probably worked at all. Um. Uh, yeah, 
Uh, <laughs> just as well. Um, uh, so, so yeah. So no, there's there's a number of things I, I did. So I, I sent it off for reviews. So um, like um, uh, the board gaming hut, and you can play that game. And um, uh, I think the quarantine. Um, so I got some official video reviews done. Um, uh, I took it to the UK Games Expo and, and went into. Uh, the playtest area, and um, uh, I got to the final of the uh, the women's lair. Um, you know the the. Book. Oh yeah, yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah. I know, I've heard of that. Um, um, that was um, Duncan Malloy that was on the show. He was part of the the panel. He's been on the panel for that. Um, and also Kevin Young that did um, um, that did Legends Untold. He he was on the the women's lair as well. How did you get on with that? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was good. I got some um, some some really good feedback, and um, yeah, it was it was nice presenting to talk to people in the industry and got some good advice. And so yeah, so that was a really positive experience. Cool. So, so you lo- I mean, you launched the game, and then you you asked for five you asked for five grand, and you you made like four times that. <laughs> yeah, it was really nice. Um, so yeah, so we, we just wanted the the. the the bare minimum to essentially do a first print run, um, mm. and then yeah, we, we got that in the first week, um, and um, it was it was just the response was just absolutely lovely. It was selected by Kickstarter as a project we love, um, and uh, yeah, so and we unlocked like I think like one, two, three, four, five, six stretch goals. Um, so we added an extra twenty eight cards in the game. Uh, which was really really nice and um, yeah it's, uh, it's it's been a like um, more, more than I expected but it's been lovely. I mean I noticed that you're um, you're now selling it on on Amazon. Yeah yeah so um, yeah yeah twenty five quid free delivery. Um. <laughs> should plug it exactly just yeah, just saw it like you know get some uh, come and get some uh, today but. Um, <laughs> uh, that's rubbish. That's that was absolutely terrible. You know, do you fancy kind of murdering fantasy creatures in an office to do with stationery? Then get tent worker assassins. I mean, we spoke. Me and Paddy just really liked it. I mean, I've. It's very very simple to <clears throat> pick up, and you can definitely see the influences in both the deck building side of things, and also the worker placement side of things as well. Um. And that, I mean, that's, it's, it's one of these, it's not, it's, it's kind of like, I, my kids have played it. Because, I mean, they should, I think kids should get involved in the land of killing fantasy creatures as quickly as they can. Uh, I think, you know, they've got to prepare for the future. (laughs) They might have to, well, they might have to fight for survival. I mean, you know, obviously you're teaching the value of maths and English and I'm, you know, while my son and daughter kind of sneak up behind you and steal your food before breaking your legs. <laughs> um, again, I, I, that... I would stress it is all the violence is all towards fantasy creatures. <laughs> I know that. I know that. I'm I'm only filling your leg, but um, <clears throat> it's very very easy to kind of pick up and play. I mean, if you had the type of feedback that you've had now that after it's launched, because you can send it to kind of like professional reviewers and they'll have a very, very professional review type eye on it. And me me and Paddy have played it and we've kind of got less of a, we've got more of an amateur kind of view and, st- view and things when we played it. Um, I've started to play it with Colin 
and so me and Colin will have a probably have a quick chat and and catch up up about it as well. But I mean, if you had kind of any comments from people, kind of slightly off the kind of the gaming spectrum of things. Yeah. So um, there was. Um, uh, sorry, what do you mean by off the gaming spectrums? As in people you wouldn't say normally kind of you would associate playing lots and lots of board games. More of the kind of the casual gamers. Oh yeah, yeah. So it, it, it's been been really nice. It's um uh, yeah. So it's it's um I've got some lovely feedback about how easy it is to set up and, and quick to, to pick up because there's only really two two actions you can make. There's like, do I occupy an apartment and steal stationery, or or do I attempt an assassination? So um but but. When you start playing, you, you realise there's a little bit more than that because there's an element of push your luck and an element of deck building, an element of you know blocking your opponents in spaces that they might want to go to. So um, it's uh, yeah, it, it's, it's been lovely, really. That's that's kind of what we like. That's what I kind of liked about it myself was the fact that I could teach somebody to play it relatively quickly within about fifteen minutes, and they would grasp the basics. But then, if I wanted to take it to like the <clears throat> the hardcore guys that I know at Dwarf, I know that they would they would always be as much analysis paralysis kind of going on with people trying to weigh up what they should do. And there's nothing quite as funny as watching somebody go through like a pile of stationary cards and go, right, I've got this one, so I discard this one, and then I get this one, so that gives me a plus three. But I discard these two different ones, and that gives me a plus four. And then I've got that, 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 and that gives me 27. <laughs> kind of thing. And that's kind of interesting to see. I mean, um, was that from... Did that hark back from kind of like Dominion days and stuff like that? Kind of like the deck building to use your your cards to buy more stuff? Um, yeah, so I mean, I mean, certainly took an inspiration um, from that, absolutely. So, um, yeah, so what's what's really interesting is um, the game sort of escalates as well. So you start off uh, the start of on Monday on the first round, and um, you, you've probably just got that sort of five plus one attacks in, in, in your hand. But then um, as you progress through the, the week or the rounds, um, your decision trees become slightly wider, um, depending on which like sort of strategies you go down, and so like you say, yeah, come 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 Friday, you could be playing sort of you know ten cards or, or whatever rather than just five. You start off with. <laughs> and um, I mean, going forward, I mean the games. I mean, you've you've the games now on Amazon, so there's a there's a presence online. You're still kind of. I'm still hearing very very positive things. What's next for you know? Mr. David Newton, then? Um, well, I'll be at the UK Games Expo, so I'll have a, a, a store in, in the summer. Um, uh-huh. So I'll be, uh, you know, um, selling and, and um, uh, demoing there. Um, uh, I've got another couple of games um, that I'm playtesting at the moment um, that, that, that I'm working on, um, one of which is much more developed than the other. Um, so I'm in sort of early playtesting and sort of middle playtesting stages of two games that I'm, I'm working on at the moment. So yeah. Are they? I mean, are they of a similar kind of elk to um, Tent Worker Assassins, or are they? Are you? Have you pushed yourself to do something completely different? Um, one is one is entirely different, um, and one is. Um, 
has similar mechanics but um, uh, but, but but done in a different way. Um, so there's an element of resource management and an element of board building and, and a few other things. So I don't say too much on that one yet, but um, <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's, it's like be quiet or I'll staple you. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, are you gonna? <clears throat> I mean, are you going to bring Adam back for these ones? Or are you going to go for... A, I mean, I suppose you, you don't know until you... I guess you don't know until you kind of know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what his work commitments are. I mean, obviously Adam would be my first choice. Um, uh, he's he's, he's a, a joy to work with and he's a fabulous artist. So, um, But it, it's too early um, to start that. I need to get all the balancing right and the playtesting and, and you know, get all the rules nailed down before I um, start ordering arts and... Um, start working with an artist, and that's cool. I mean, it's just—I mean, it'll just be interesting. It'll just be interesting for me. It'll be interesting to see what David did next. I think at the, at the end of the day. I mean, um, do you get with it now? You mean you mentioned earlier on you were kind of catching up on the on the um, the Christmas stuff. Um, is there anything that you've you've seen about at the moment that you'd maybe like to kind of dip into? That's kind of out there. Um, that you'd like to kind of have a shot of yourself as well come, you know, 2017. We seem to still be containing the kind of the steamroller of games or seem to be increasing and increasing. Is there anything that you've seen that you'd like to have a shot of? What do you mean, a new game to play on? Or... Yeah, yeah. Anything you're coveting at the moment? Um, I've backed um, a few games on um, Kickstarter that look quite interesting. Um uh, Mint Works and Gnomes and Associates I've, I've recently backed. So, oh, okay, I've, okay. I've, I've backed. Um, there was one one game, um, um, Subterra. Um, uh, that, that's, um, <laughs> yes, we know all about Subterra. Oh dear, yeah. So that that was I saw that the the, um, the Women's Lair at the Expo, and so um, so I backed that as well. And that looked quite interesting. I'm gonna actually probably be. Um, we've been doing um, little kind of many episodes with Peter every week now for the last <laughs> so we've been doing one every week of the campaign um, just as a quick plug for people that haven't been behind yeah we call it it's quick start for the kickstart so it's just getting Peter's thoughts on a week by week basis because at the moment Subterra is doing ridiculous things on Kickstarter just now. Today I look, look at it and there's like another like five stretch goals or something like that and graphic novels and, and lots of things. It looks really exciting. I think his next one is he's, he was talking about in, in the last one he was um, he was talking about heading for 200k and you're just like well wait, wait what? Good, good luck to him. I hope he does it. I know. It'll be, it'll be quite cool. I mean is, um, <clears throat> is Kickstarter for you is that kind of the way forward? Um, is that the way? Is that the kind of the direction you're gonna have to gonna have to take for the the next couple of projects then? Um, I, like, I, I don't know if it's is I have to. I, I, I think I think Kickstarter is a force for good. Um, mm. it, it allows you know independent game designers to bring an idea um, mm. to to an audience that that will enjoy it. Um, there's um, yeah, um, it's it, it, it raises enough capital so you can do a first print run and. Um, I, I, and you know, um, obviously, I'd, I'd love to work with another big games company, but um, I, I really like the fact that um, anybody can take an idea, and um, with the help of the community, can can make it happen. So I think it's a, a really, truly amazing thing. 
And I don't know if I mean if you had that experience when you were doing temp worker assassins, did you get help from the community when you were kind of looking for advice and stuff like that? Yeah, so I mean, there's 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 quite a few um, uh, nice sort of Facebook groups um, um, that that are around on on you know Kickstarter games and everything like that. And, and when I first started out, they they gave me like sort of good ideas about like um, uh, you know suppliers and and um, you know how to get advice and and um, you know like how to do testing and things like that. So it's it's a it's a really nice community that that really does help everyone. It's really good. Yeah, it's nice. It's, it's, it's and it continually seems to be growing, and it also it's so encouraging because I think you get people who move from having a slight idea that they maybe want to do something to actually going right. I'm going to do it because if I do it, I can always ask all these people what shall I do right and what what could I be doing kind of wrong as well, just to kind of get over any kind of any kind of potential potential bumps. Um, for those who have listened tonight and are sitting on and are think, thinking about picking up Temp Worker Assassins and I gave the worst potential sales pitch either that there's probably going to be a kind of a shattered ruler heading my way um, <laughs> how would you describe it what would you say to people that have said oh this sounds interesting and there's been some good stuff said about it what would you say as the creator to people out there who are curious about Temp Worker Assassins and why they should pick up a copy? Yeah, no thanks. It's um, well, it's uh, it's a really fun sort of light-hearted uh, game with um, that combines sort of deck building and worker placement. Um, the game's entirely modular, uh, so no two games are alike. Um, you uh, get to throw um, compact disc shurikens at Titan Pool zombies, <laughs> and, you know, things like that. So it plays two to four players, and you know, it's under an hour. Um, it's it's like I say it's it, it's a, a fun game with um, you know many different uh, setups. So yeah, and it's available in um, it's available through Amazon at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, through Amazon, absolutely. Yeah, so um, like I say it's, it's on, I think it's on Prime as well, so you get free delivery and all that business. There you go, and you can order it today, and you can have it sitting there tomorrow, and we shall put. Um, We'll put a link in the show notes as well because why not? Because we, because I've played it. I like the game. I can't help it. You know, it's. Um, I'm trying to be objective here. Or is it subjective? I don't care. Um, <laughs> you know, but it's 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 a good it's a good fun game. Um, for people who have listened tonight and want to keep an eye on what you're up to, what you're going to be up to in the future, how do they keep a track of you on the interwebs? Um, so I've got a Facebook page. Um, uh, temp, uh, uh, so you just search for Temp Work Assassins on on Facebook. That's mainly mm-hmm. where I do uh, most of my updates. There's also a website, uh, TempWorkerAssassins.com. Um, okay. But let's like say I, ma- I mainly post on um, keep everybody updated on Facebook rather than uh, the website. But there's okay. all, all the, if anybody wants to learn like the rules, all the rules are on the website, and as well as um, example art and and you know how to play videos and that sort of thing. And are you on you're on Twitter as well? Yeah, at uh, TW Assassins. Um, there uh, you yeah. go. Brilliant, brilliant. Okay. Um, if people want to keep an eye on what we're up to, and uh, I really don't see why you should um, <laughs> after tonight's rambling, um, you can find us anywhere by searching for We're Not Wizards. Um, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. 
We are on YouTube, but we have no videos to speak of whatsoever, but we thought it would just be nice to set up there and see what happens. You can also email us on magic at wearenotwizards.com or .co.uk. There's only a couple of things left to do. The first thing is to thank you very, very much for your time this evening, David. Yeah, thank you. Um, it's... Uh, it's always fascinating to hear somebody's story how they got from being being kind of playing cardboard to creating cardboard and and this is and this has been no different um so really really again just thank you for your time um of course the other thing to remember is that we are many things but we're not wizards are we wizards david um no. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> and I've got a, I've got a, a draw full of slightly sharpened pencils for any wizards out there. Yeah, they don't seem to like that. Right? No, they definitely don't seem to like that. Or beard trimmers, or tearing up magic cards, which is always a good thing to happen in my book. But um, <clears throat> again, all that's left to say is is goodbye. So. It's um it's a goodbye from David. Goodbye. And it is a goodbye from me. Stay safe. Watch what's in your pockets. And keep an eye on the zombie typing away near your desk at work. And until till next time. Goodbye for now. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.